here, I can summarize with the generalized logarithmic rule. The log of u, its derivative with respect to x, is 1 over u du dx, as always. If we have y equals log x squared minus 5, and we want y prime, we take 1 over whatever u is. But then I need to differentiate u with respect to x. So I say times the derivative 2x. So I have y prime 2x over x squared minus 5 is my result. Moving on to the next one, f of x is the log of 3x minus 1. f prime of x is 1 over u times du dx, this time just 3. So I have 3 over 3x minus 1. Can I cancel the 3s? Absolutely not, right? Because there isn't a 3 here in this term. So it's 3 over 3x minus 1. Notice the derivatives still do get smaller as x gets bigger. The next example, the derivative of the log of x in the negative 7. This is 1 over u, where u is all of that stuff, x to the negative 7. So I have x to the negative 7 times the derivative of x to the negative 7, negative 7x to the negative 8, not negative 6. So then, if I want to simplify this, I bring the x to the negative 7 up, and now it's x to the positive 7. I have a negative 7 on top from the chain rule. And then on the bottom, I have x to the 8. So the amazing thing about this one is it reduces down to negative 7 over x. Not too different from the derivative of log x, right? Negative 7 over x. Next, the derivative with respect to x. This time, the log x is in parentheses cubed. So think about that for a second, what you would do first. Remember, when we differentiate, we we chip away from the outside in. So we're going to take the derivative of u cubed, first of all. Then we'll deal with the inside. So the derivative of u cubed is 3u, which is still just log x, to the second power then times the derivative of u. The derivative of log x is 1 over x. Now I'm finished differentiating, and I just need to simplify. So I have 3 parentheses log x squared all over x. It's tempting to want to cancel these x's, but there are two reasons why I can't do that. The main one being log of x is like square root of x. You can't just take out the x from the function. This is an operator, natural log. Plus, the whole thing's inside squared, uh, parentheses squared, too. So this is my final answer for the derivative of this, the cube of log x. Our last example for this section, the derivative with respect to x of e to the negative 3x log x. If it's not written, the thing in between the two functions is a product. So I have to use product rule. So differentiate in any order you'd like, put a plus in between. I'm going to differentiate e to the negative 3x first. The derivative of e to the u is e to the u back again times du dx, and I just put it out front to save time, times natural log x rewritten, plus, then I rewrite the first part by itself, e to the negative 3x, without doing anything to it, then times 
the derivative of the second part, the derivative of log x, 1 over x. So when I simplify this derivative, ddx of all that stuff, is negative 3 e to the negative 3x log x plus e to the negative 3x all over x. Now, if for some reason I wanted to factor, maybe I wanted to see if there were any zeros of this derivative, right? Critical numbers. Then I would factor out the e to the negative 3x. And I also would factor out the over x. You'll see why in a minute. Then I'm left with a 3, and I need an x here to cancel out with the over x. And I still have a log x. Then I have plus 1. So I could also write it that way, or I could write it as 3x log x plus 1 over x e to the 3x if I wanted to not have any negative exponents. And that way I can find critical numbers more easily because I can see this thing equals 0 when the numerator equals 0. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but I would set the numerator equal to 0, make sure that doesn't also make the denominator 0. And if I set the denominator equal to 0, that gives me places where the derivative is undefined, and those are also critical numbers. So I might need it in this form when I'm finished. So that's the log, log base anything, log base b of x. Thanks to John Napier in the 16th century is when he wrote down all of his findings, late 16th century. And um, I hope that if you've seen these before, I hope that it's a little more clear what they are, how they are just inverses of exponential functions. And we use them to help us to find variables in the exponent. We're going to use their properties more next section, and then we're really going to be able to use them to solve problems.